Hey, Paisans, the time has come. On the air since 2009, the independently produced, non-FCC compliant champ of video game talk podcasting. Here comes Tiger Claw Radio. Here's your host, Critical Failure. Good morning, everybody. Time for Tiger Claw Radio. Oh, yes, it's that time again. All right, so this past week I spent some time over at the Free Music Archive. Um, and I looked at their chiptunes, and th- they don't get chiptunes added too often, to be honest. But they do have some awesome stuff there. Um, so I got a few things, and we're going to take a listen. This is the Thanksgiving edition of Tiger Club Radio. Stick with us.
That's Saw Square Noise from the Towel Defense OST. That's stage two. You're listening to Tiger Claw Radio. We're going on location right now. Stick with us. What's going on, everybody? It is 1010 on Sunday night. Just getting ready to turn in so that I can wake up and start my work week. Quick rundown of uh, some of the stuff that happened this past weekend. I picked up the Command and Conquer Remastered Collection. Yes. Yes. Over on Steam. It's one I've been eyeing for a while now. I honestly was not expecting it to see uh, to see it come down in price at all, but I picked it up for about 13 bucks, which is pretty sweet. Started playing the um, the, uh, 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 the the first Command and Conquer game because that's the one that I'm the most um, nostalgic over. Gotta say, man, they did a really good job. <laughs> Even like that when you first load it up and it goes through like a mock install process, and it starts to pick out like the sound card, and it's like obsolete, obsolete. Ah, oh, man, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. And that the the uh, Electronic Arts, of course, historically did end up buying Westwood Studios, which was ultimately the the end of Westwood Studios. But the EA stamp. Um, on the title screen is the old 1980s um, EA logo. Oftentimes we think of Electronic Arts, the modern company, as something that's the big corporate monster that they've become. Um, but back in the 80s, when they were a smaller company uh, um, making computer games that went into record album cases, they were uh, doing awesome things. And that's what that logo reminds me of. It's reminiscent of like the pinball construction set, which is pretty dope. Got to see the new upgraded graphics to the uh, the old game, and again, gotta say they did a really great job. And uh, you know, it's it they it's been it's been good, it's been good. Just the vanilla gameplay, just the main storyline on the normal difficulty. That's what I've been up to. Made it through about two or three missions. You know, not nothing too crazy. Um, I did look at the online mode. Apparently, there's some matchmaking set up as opposed to just random lobbies, uh, which is awesome. So you can still play it online, and. Um, and there is an in-game mod browser. So let's see. I'm not sure if this has the Steam Workshop or not. But they've got like a workshop sort of setup in-game, which is dope. Didn't uh, bother installing any of the mods because I'm, I'm just having fun uh, revisiting the, the old, uh, um, you know, vanilla gameplay. But that's been pretty awesome. So that was my evening tonight was playing Command & Conquer. Apart from that, Among Us has been big in the house. Um... Of course, this past week, kids uh, um, are way more into it than I would have thought. Uh, the, the 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 kids really really took to this game. Um, I even get to play with my wife a little bit. She got it installed on her phone, and uh, when we went out, um, we sat in the parking lot uh, of of a uh, Greek restaurant while we were waiting for our dinner to be prepared. We played some Among Us, me and her, and my goodness, what a game! Really enjoyed it. Um, couple other small pickups. I picked up a game called The Crew 2, which um, I just got today and installed. It is uh, open world driving. Looks pretty cash, but it was on uh, uh, it was on sale. So uh, ten bucks, get some good driving, something I can chill out and play. Looking forward to that. Mm, least played game I think of the new ones that I picked up over the past few weeks since I've had access to uh, um, the uh, store credit, least played game would be Sid Meier's Civilization VI. Um, 
I don't really know why I bought Civ 6, to be perfectly honest, because when it comes to civilization, I mean, the game's... Uh, no civilization game is straight up bad, but like most people, I have my chosen Civ game, and that's the one I play. I like Civ 3. If I'm going to depart from Civ 3, it's usually to play Civ 2 um, because of our good buddy Hemrock. That's his chosen game. But I've had Civ 5, what was the current one, for many years, <laughs> and... I think I played a full game of Civ 5 maybe twice. So let's see how much time I have in that, because it's not a lot. 16 and a half hours. Um, now, to be fair, I probably paid about 12 bucks for that game or something. So that's comparatively not too bad. Like, I got my money's worth. But that's the way this new one's going to be as well. Once I finally uh, do a full game, I'll probably set it aside and go back to my favorite Civ, which is usually the case. I think that's about it. I reinstalled the Twitch app so that I could keep up with uh, old Dezen 101, his streams I've been into lately. Um, but after doing so, I revisited SaltyBet. Are you all familiar with SaltyBet? That's the old 24-hour uh, broadcasting of Mugen. It's just Mugen, that's all it is. How who good goodness knows how many random characters that get pitted against each other and you just watch the computer battle it out. But the idea is every time a matchup happens, you got about thirty seconds to pick who you think is going to be the winner. It's a good time, and uh, every year at Magfest, the, the past like four or five times I've went, they've had some sort of salty bet event in the middle of the night. And I, every year I've wanted to go, I never quite made it just because whatever it was, it would start at like midnight or something, and uh midnight on Friday or something, and if you wanted to play on Saturday, the, the time to do it would be like 7 in the morning, so I tended to not stay up that late on Saturday nights at MAGFest. <sighs> so, that's Salty Bet. I have no idea what the live event consisted of, but it still runs on Twitch. Complements the multi-monitor setup very, very well. You know, put Salty Bet, uh, salty bet on the left. Uh, watch and ballot it out. Play something on the right. There you go. It's good times. Back again in the studio. Should we do another one from Saw Square Wave? I really kind of like those. Stick with us. You're listening to Tiger Claw Radio.
Well, boys and girls, it's the day before Thanksgiving. And what perfect time to give thanks. Then to thank our Patreon sponsors, because this is a Patreon-sponsored program, yes indeed, head over to Patreon, and thank you for to keep Tag Club Radio on the air. To the sponsors, my dear friends, I like to give uh, a little thanks, I read their names off, and all of distinguished gentlemen here on the air. Yes, that's right. Now, traditionally, I had been offering early access to the show, but these days, release is coming out right uh, uh, um, after it's created, so I'm still working on that. Um, I, my interest is in, in bringing back the After Hours um, feature show that we used to do once a month um, for the sponsors. But, that aside, I do read their names off here on a Hall of Distinguished Gentlemen. And they are Hemrock, EmeraldRangers.com, Tecmo Balls, Darabka, Constantine Kilman, and Eric Controller. Thank you guys so much. I hope you're enjoying the party. Alright, so... It being um, the day before Thanksgiving, right? Let's head over to Steam and see what's going on in the sales. Ba 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 ba. We had the the um. We had the sale for Halloween, which, strangely enough, it like wasn't looked at as a good sale. Most of the people I spoke to uh, didn't think much of it. But um, because I have trashed all of my uh, skins for Counter-Strike Global Offensive, I actually had a good time. I don't know. What are you going to do? And <laughs> I, I'm heading over to Steam, and there's there's no sale going on, which I got to say is very weird. I can't I can't account for it, to be perfectly honest. But we'll see, you know. Maybe they'll roll something out tomorrow. I don't know. What are you going to do? This is Digital Cat Sith on Tiger Claw Radio. Find a super abrupt stop. It's okay. Good track, though. I <laughs> gotta say. Alright, let's see what we got here. I tried a game called The Crew 2 uh, this past week. This is one of the ones... Uh, um, I think I was looking at this 
uh, when we recorded last week, but I, I pulled the trigger on it. I like racing games uh, on on the computer. I like casual racing games. Uh, the, the more hardcore they get, um, the more they start to lose me. I went through a, a brief period where I was into Project Cars and, and uh, um, Assetto Corsa, but didn't last long. Um, I, I like the arcadey feel. So I... I got this game, The Crew, it seemed to be um, where they mix in some open world uh, and some multiplayer. Looked good. So I picked it up um, and I installed it. Um, this is a Ubisoft game, so it uses the Uplay um, software. So that bothers a lot of people. It doesn't really bother me that much, but... You definitely like when you buy it on Steam it, and you launch it. It just—it's literally just a link to to a, the UPlay version of Steam. So uh, it takes a little bit to launch, but that's all right. Not a big deal. It's not the first game I have like that. Um, I have one of the Anno games that does that as well. Uh, but anyway, so I launched this game uh, and I started driving around, you know, checking out the city. Right? You uh, you start by picking a character. You don't get to make a character. You pick one, which is fine. Who cares? And uh, um, you have sort of like a multi-vehicle race type event. Where it's like, okay, street racing in a car, and then you drive off a bridge, and now you're in a boat, so there's boat racing, and then it ends with, uh, with flying uh, in like a prop plane. Which, by the way, I hated the planes. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I don't like flying in video games. Maybe I just don't like planes. I don't know. But I hated the flying. Uh, driving is great. It's, it's fun, you know, fun game otherwise. But the, uh, the actual flying of the planes, big pain in the butt. <laughs> I, kept, I definitely kept flying into buildings. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was not great. Mm. But I play. How long do I have clocked in this game? Because I only sat down with it once. Um, but the long and short of it is, I got into the actual game, like past the uh, portion that was, like the the introduction, where you get down on the street. Because I, I wanted to drive the cars. That's why I got the game. <clears throat> and I played it for a while, uh, and then. The character pulls over to the side of the road and gets out and looks at the screen and is like, Dude, you gotta lower the graphics down to potato mode. <laughs> you think you can play like this? Oh yeah? You like the speed? I'm gonna go at 10 miles an hour. How about that? Are you having a good time now? I want low settings, bro. You can't do this in a 750 Ti. Are you kidding me? We're laughing at you when you're on the option screen and you thought you were gonna get by with medium settings. Turn the settings down, bro. Or we're going 10 miles an hour and that's it. <laughs> so, um, I'm starting to feel like the pangs of shame every time I... Well, I'm starting. It's been, been a while now. But every time I have to turn the settings on a game down to a really, really low settings in order to run... Especially when, like, it seemed like it was running fine. But a little stuttery. But then the, uh, um... What really happened is is the uh, uh, surge protector started triggering, which happens when uh, it tries to run things that just you know my system just can't handle. 
<laughs> surge projector. <laughs> it famously happened when I first installed uh, Resident Evil 6. That was when Swingle and I were, were just getting ready to play through that game for the first time. Um, and I loaded it up. I was like, man, this game looks great. <laughs> Seen you control okay. There wasn't any input lag. Surge protector started to go off. Five, five minutes in. Just <laughs> this brutal, man. Swingle was like, oh, that's because you have to lower it down to potato. Come on, game. <laughs> that was a game that even even after lowering it down, it still looked good. I had a great time with Resident Evil 6, but that moment where you gotta lower the graphics, bro. It's just, I, I lose a little piece of myself every time. 52 minutes is what I clocked into the crew, too. Um, charming little game. Super casual. Clearly meant for a younger audience. I don't know. It's, it's a game designed for a younger audience, but it's perfect for me because I'm dumb. <laughs> I gotta say, when it comes to gaming in my house in the past week, um, the real star of the show has been Among Us. That's... It's... it's really a breakout game um taking well steam categories is calling it social deduction which uh, excuse me i think is a fitting name but it's taking that concept and bringing it to a younger audience because it's really cartoony and stuff and the kids are all getting into it i love it man i i enjoy you know being able to play a, a game with my kids that like is really fun which I think is tough to do. I actually, I, I got to play it with my wife a little while back, and you know what? She's really good at it. So, um, just enjoying figuring out who the, the uh, imposter is, having a good time, um, and uh, really, what's rare for me is being able to ride the wave on a, on a brand new game. Oops, what is that? Okay, yeah, that's my tablet. I just got a new tablet uh, just yesterday in the mail. Um, but yeah, so so Among Us, and uh, they, they have a, a new update with some patch notes, and I was reading it, and one of the things that they're working on is... Yes, stop it. I, I know you're there. Cut it out. <laughs> one of the things that they're working on is bringing accounts to the game. Right now, uh, it's only five bucks, uh, and if you play it on a tablet, it's even cheaper. Uh, it's free, but then $1.99 to really buy it, so you don't have to watch ads. But you don't need an account, so the problem is uh, anybody can say anything in chat, and there's really no accountability at all. <laughs> Which, yeah, I know. Stop it. Uh, when you read the patch notes, it's like something that they're trying to solve. Um, but I am enjoying it. It feels like the Old West, the way the early internet was, where people can just say anything, and the the chat is crazy and it's unfiltered and I don't know. It's a shame that I, I like, I know it can't last because, uh, um, today video games can't sustain themselves that way where anyone can just say whatever they want. Um, but more than the ability to say whatever you want, it's like, I bought this on the, um, uh, on steam and then I bought it once on, on, uh, on, Google Play, and so that means I can fire up my Steam version and my phone, and now the tablet that just came in the mail, I got it running on that as well. 
um, and I can, you know, play with my kids. And uh, once accounts roll out, then it's going to be different. I, I, I can still do that, but I guess that means I'll have to come up with passwords and logins for, for every member of my family. Um, for us all to play together. I, I guess that's how it would work. Uh, but I don't know. It's not entirely a bad thing. Because it's not just the fact that people say crazy stuff. It, there's, there's also... Dropping out is a big deal uh, in, in the game. I mean, I talked about this when I, when I mentioned it last week. But people start a match and then it, they don't get selected as the imposter. So they immediately drop. Oh, there's a lot of dropping out in Among Us. Which, I don't know. It doesn't feel very game-ruining. But if they could... Huh, incentivize people to stay to the end of the game that'd be good <clears throat> but I like it I like what they're doing it's it's in a good playable state right now very very enjoyable for five bucks on PC uh, and I, I hope they continue to make it better and to be honest I hope a more robust game like it comes out because <laughs> it's still it's pretty stripped bare i mean it's a very enjoyable experience but it's 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 very stripped down there's not a lot of bells and whistles how we doing now uh it's 6 34 in the morning and it's wednesday this has to go up today i've got less than 25 minutes to finish the show and we're about 20 minutes eight 20 28 minutes in oh dear all right i'm still settling into this new schedule boys and girls but we're gonna make it work so we're heading over to the channel dashboard right now. Let's see what's going on in the comments. Uh, uncheck ones I haven't responded to because I want to be able to respond uh, if I feel like it. We're going to drop back a week. <laughs> this, this kills me. 12 minutes in. Alex Swingle writes, ASMR CF is a bit strange. I imagined you were practicing for adult series. My hot breath enveloping your neck. Gross. Kaiser responds. I was get I go I um, I get I was getting the feeling that CF was recording a remake of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I don't know that when I was doing that recording out on the front step. For one thing, I didn't want to wake anybody, right? I don't want to walk out like in the middle of the neighborhood at night. Yeah, it's time for talk about video games, man. But I didn't feel like a weird ASMR thing at the time. And then I went back and listened to it after reading your comment. And I was like, oh yeah, that did sound kind of weird, didn't it? Oh well, just know it wasn't intended that way. Mm. Swingle. Good to hear from you, brother. Kaiser as well. Kaiser doesn't leave a, um, a weekly comment. He's not He's not one of these guys who... who uh, um, always has something for me. So whenever he he drops a comment, I, that that's always good times. Desm101 says I like Burnout Takedown. I have uh, Burnout Legends on PSP, and they are pretty fun. I was also playing Sonic and Knuckles recently. Those stages are very long. I guess it's because those levels were planned as later stages of Sonic 3 before they split it into two parts. I didn't know that. Uh, 53 minutes in. Thanks for coming uh, by the stream and hang out, man. That was really cool that you and the kiddo were kicking it. Good times. Yeah, we enjoyed it very much. Uh, he, we actually, uh, I set up the, the, um, the Twitch app 
after that, that that evening really got me into tw into Twitch. I I bought a DJ rig, like uh, one of those. Uh, what we got here? Uh, I got like an entry level hobbyist uh, um, DJ controller that you can't operate without a PC. Newmark Party Magazine. Newmark. Yeah, here we go. It's the same one that we picked out like while we were in your chat. Um, just a simple little rig. It's got a few faders on it. That's pretty much all, all we need. I'm not doing anything fancy over here. I might do a, you know, uh, put together like a chiptune set or something like that just for, for fun, just for good times. But I have that put away for Christmas. Um, so that's going to be my Christmas present this year. Uh... Yeah, and then and and I have uh, I'm I am checking out streaming again since then, so that was a really cool night. Um, most of the streaming that I I watch is just salty bet, right? Sometimes when I'm working or or when I'm trying to take care of things, I'll open up salty bet in um, in my left monitor and just let it run. Um, what what's I like? I know that this group. Uh, in our group, we've had like a long history with streaming. Not so much me, but like mostly Kaiser and and Sendu and those guys. Long, long uh, 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 time into live content. Um, but what I don't hear us talk about is what sort of live content do you actually consume, right? Do we have anybody here who actually watches streams like like from from outside of the this group? Um, I tried it a little bit, like. A year ago or so, probably maybe more, maybe a couple of years ago. This is like when uh, Doctor Disrespect was really making his rise to fame. Um, I checked him out, and then I checked out like a, a very small Minecraft streamer that I watched a few times. It's like a small streamer that only has like a few people in the stream, but the world that he built was whew, that's that's clearly the the game, the only game he plays. Uh, and, and then I, I followed a, a few people who've played like older classic games, like a Quake streamer and then like a Morrowind streamer and stuff like that. Um, but it never became like an all the time thing for me. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I like, uh, the idea of being able to watch things at my own pace, which, which kind of makes Twitch, um difficult for me to follow but you know a lot of good stuff happens on twitch I, i've always been more of a youtube guy but but uh I, I can't deny that that twitch definitely has has some 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 good stuff happening um <laughs> ironically i i say that at, after getting into twitch and watching a dj set and apparently djs on twitch are having a tough time right now because of the way they handle copyright issues <laughs> <laughs> so the irony is not lost on me but um i i i i don't care about the company there's there's no, the, the the company itself i've got no sympathy or interest for it's the people who stream that i think are awesome <clears throat> so that's me and twitch I'm, I'm probably gonna try uh um a, a bit more uh consuming a bit more twitch over the next week or two and if i find anything awesome I'll definitely let you know about it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I never. I, tr I tried a couple times to get into the live streaming myself. Didn't really work. 
I think I still have. If you go to YouTube, in my YouTube channel, I <laughs> I tried live streaming uh, Quake Champions once, and I got like thirty seconds into the stream or something, and my daughter walks in <laughs> when she was really little, and I was like, "Well, that's the end of me streaming Quake Champions." I did that, and then I, d I actually do have a Twitch channel that um, I opened a couple years back, and I streamed a few, like, GOG games, maybe, like, four or five times, playing uh, um, Eye of the Beholder, I played and Dungeon Hack, and, and games like that, and I also remember playing Jill of the Jungle, but... I, I, I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it just felt like it was too much to set up or something. I, I don't know. It just didn't... It, it, it didn't didn't hold me. I don't know. Maybe you have to have more free time to be into Twitch. It's tough on an adult schedule. It's tough to keep up with the YouTube channels that I watch on an adult schedule. Just never mind like the, the the random YouTube channels that I just stop in and check out. I'm talking about like the ones where it's like, okay, this is a must-watch YouTube channel. Every single time that a new video comes out here, I'm watching it, no exceptions. <laughs> I navigated away from my comments, which was a problem. What did I do? Can I just hit back and resolve it? Let's see. And we're loading. This is the part where I try and fill air while my comments load again. Yeah, there we go. Right back where I was. Good. Desm, uh, yeah, so I didn't know that about Sonic 3. I probably should have. It sounds like something probably Sendu tipped me off, too. Once upon a time. But that goes to figure. Huh. Excuse me. Yeah, um... I played that on the uh, the old PS2, which has been good. PS2 has been a good choice to be a, a, a good desk console. Uh, okay, uh, that Alex Wingle writes Memoirs of Magic, a Doom mod you may like. Just found out about it. All right, there's a YouTube video we're opening up. Always some risk when I try and open up a YouTube video on the air, but well, let's give it a shot. Nope, it goes straight to not not YouTube, but straight to like a. Uh, uh, I don't know, download page. Something that looks like Web 1.0. Uh, well, maybe that's not fair. It's called Memoirs of Magic. Release trailer. Let's mute that so that it doesn't go crazy. Looks very cartoony. It's definitely a doom mod. Charming. Once upon a time, there existed a magical world where magic monsters and many mythical magic creatures. Mystical magic creatures existed. The world is called World of Magic, which is ruled by the SA royal family, who brought much peace and prosperity to the land. However, peace was disturbed by a lot of value by the Black Dialogue. Features one of seven classes. Wheel of Summon six powerful dragons to aid you in battle. Ah, it looks cool. Alright, we're gonna pin that tab. Follow Strawberry Otakai. Otzi. I don't know. I don't know how you say that. Awesome. Thanks, man. 
I I still like Doom mods. That's as old as Doom is. They um, creative things are still being done with the mod scene, which I thoroughly enjoy. Thanks for checking in, brother. Hemrock, three days ago, writes, Thanks for another episode, and thanks for reading my email. No worries about the delay. 34 minutes in, I say publish the video on the Retro Junk Box, but ultimately it's your call. 36 minutes in, a floppy disk exchange sounds awesome. Yeah, doesn't it, though? Um, 36 minutes and 40 seconds in, the magnet my brother was holding was also one of those magnets on a stick, similar to your childhood experience. What are your favorite DS games? I remember you were really digging the Dark Spire back in the day. Do you still have that one? I dusted off my DS Lite last night for the first time in a long time. Stay safe and take care, my friend. I do have my DS, and I do have the Dark Spire. Hang on one second. Um, I can't... Ugh. Time constraints forbid me from going off the air to set this up. Typically, uh, when running a podcast, you know, if I'm going to grab a piece of equipment off the shelf... It's better to pause it. Pause the recording. There's no reason to keep recording while I do it. But if I do that this week, I'll never get it. I'll never get this thing done. And it gets better. I pulled I was pulling down my shoebox full of, uh, of portable games and it looks like okay, inside that shoebox there's a Ziploc bag that has my DS stuff. And it looks like that's not there. Um I guess one of the kids must have got into it. Oh, wow, this is interesting to have happen on the air. See, I hate losing things. It really, like, gets under my skin in a bad way when I lose something. <laughs> um, so I have just lost my DS stuff. But that's okay. I know it hasn't gone far. Uh, to answer your question, yes, I still have the Dark Spire. I don't have the boxes for all my DS games, but that one I do have the box for. You know I'm a big uh, wizardry guy, and that was a game that really channeled wizardry in a big way. The difficulty was way up. The parties are a little bit smaller than they are in wizardry. And to be frank, uh, they included the like like a soundtrack and a CD, which I held on to, but I didn't think the soundtrack was very good. Like When it first came, I like really tried to get into it because I loved what they were doing. But that's it, it's got kind of a weird soundtrack, in my opinion. Um... But yeah, it's good. Good game, good game. Shame we don't have too many games like that. Because um, the thing about the Dark Spire is, it seems like the the few people who like that kind of game enough to check it out uh, really dug it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as my favorite DS games, my favorite DS experience since I got the system uh, has been. Back when uh, Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold came out, that generation of Pokemon games was so good. With the, with the Pokewalker, uh, it was exploitable, and, but it was still fun. So I didn't feel locked out of of you know doing things. Um, the, 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 being able to play online, which you can't do anymore. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was good times. It's good times. These days, um, I'm still a sucker for Namco Museum games. The Namco Museum on on uh, the DS is particularly enjoyable because when you go to the options screen to mess with a game, what it shows you is like, it shows you like a, a, a photo of the, of the arcade board. 
and then you can left and right and you flip the dip switches and that's how you make changes it's pretty clever uh, um. what else for the DS it's been a while since I've been into the DS to be perfectly honest way back when TCR started okay uh, one of the shows that really got me going I often credit um, my introduction to podcasting to go Nintendo uh, which is true they were um, the first um, but one of the shows I listened to prior to starting TCR was a show called Radio Ninty and they're not around anymore they were they were a very small show and when they went under and their web page went in, went extinct uh, their backlog disappeared so I don't think you can hear them anymore unless you find them on archive.org but Ninty being the way they explained it, it was like the the UK uh, slang for Nintendo. So it was like Radio Nintendo. So Radio Ninty uh, um, had an episode about uh, Scribblenauts, like when it first came out, because that was originally a DS game in its first release. And I remember them talking about Scribblenauts extensively, just being able to play with the title screen. Walk around on the t uh, walking around on the title screen and utilizing the um, summoning objects and 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 having a good time with them. And that was uh, excuse me, an early example of a game that I heard talked about on a podcast that I actually got a hold of, thanks to my good friend Angie, and it delivered. Scribble Knots was a good game. Um, it na nowadays, I mean, that was so long ago, It that game's been on many different platforms, and I have it on Steam uh, as well, but I, I never quite had as much fun with it as I did back on the DS when it first came out. In a slightly related note, one time while I was driving my family to Disney World, I found a copy of Cooking Mama for the DS in a parking lot at a rest stop, and that really happened. I still have it. I've never tried to run it even once, but I did pick it up and bring it home. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't run. It looks like it's been chewed up by a dog. Uh, couldn't let it go, though. It, it was a video games. Mm, where did we leave off? Yeah, stay safe and take care. Hemrock, thanks for checking in, man. I hope your life is going well. We need to get you and we need to get Darabka back together and have a round table where we push uh, Alpha Centauri forward a few turns. Because I feel like we're like mid-late game now. Maybe not late game, but at least mid-game. Like taking a turn in our Alpha Centauri game after like two or three years, it is, it, you can actually see there, there is a real game now. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's very difficult to keep up with I think the th among the three of us it very often gets held up which is fine but I think it might be good to have a meeting you know the last time we met was uh, was at MAGFest and where we were able to push it forward only like two or three turn cycles but uh, yeah it might, might be good um, by the way while we're on the subject Darabka uh, uh, good old Sean I installed, I, I think I talked about this last week as well, but I installed um, Tabletop Simulator on uh, on uh, my PC. We talked about playing, getting like a monthly game 
of uh, of uh, good old D and D or some sort of tabletop role playing experience. A monthly game night together, which I think would be fun. I think it's too taxing now to do like a weekly game night because years ago um, we would do it every week. Every Thursday we'd get together and we'd play like Micro Light Twenty, which is like a rules light version of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and Sean was the DM. This was something. This was actually how I met Sean. For those of you who weren't around back then, he uh, uh, we we talked. We used to have like an old school forums on my website, um, and D and D came up on the air, and there was a little bit of interest in it. And, and uh, someone said, "Why?" I, I think it was actually uh, Shintai might have been the first one who said this. He was like, "Why don't you just run a game?" we're not D&D people, we're, there's an interest here, but we all kind of want to experience it, why don't you just run it? And I was like, eh, I don't know, it's going to be kind of a goof, it's not going to go well, um, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure how to, how to run a game, I just, I don't know. Um, and then Sean, who was a stranger at the time, showed up on the boards and was like, yeah, I can run a game, I know how to do that. And, uh, and sure enough, that was, that was probably... I wasn't there for the first couple games. I remember clearly listening to a recording of the first game in the car driving to class because I was in college at the time. But that ended up being uh, a long-running campaign uh, that I got in on and had a great time with. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know if we're going to play D&D. I don't know if we're going to play Microlight 20. You know, we might end up just, I don't know, playing cards or something. But I did get tabletop role player, a, role, a tabletop simulator installed, and I actually loaded it up and played solitaire a couple times, just so that I would understand how working the manipulatables works. You know, shuffling a deck of cards, operating a hand, rolling dice, those types of things. Um, it was a little weird at first, but that went away pretty quickly, and I actually really like it. So, you know. Um, we just need to pick out a day, which I know is tough, but uh, let's make it happen. Mecha Menace writes, because I know YouTube likes to block comments like this, I'll preference my next post with informing you that I'm going to post a link. Look for it in your to-be-approved comments in your studio. You know what? I think it actually made it. Held for review is empty, and you've got two comments back-to-back, -back, so I think it actually pushed you through. I saw this and thought of you, he says. He shows a link to Teenage Engineering, uh, their new um, pocket operator series, uh, which is their, their Mega Man-themed pocket operator. Yes, engineering is an actual domain. Um, but besides that tidbit, this 8-bit synth applies logic to sequences to create battles between Mega Man and Robot Masters and Wily. How cool is that? There's even one based on Street Fighter. There's too many things to keep track of these days. Mecha Menace, so glad you posted this. First of all, let's talk about Teenage Engineering and their pocket operators. They're, this little gizmo here, I've got two of these. Um, not the Mega Man themed one, but it's a sequencer um, with a sample-based simulator in it. And I believe the one that's Mega Man themed... I was going to say this one has a microphone in it, but it doesn't. The, the Street Fighter one does. Or it, it, it you can uh, program it with, uh, I don't know. I haven't played with the Mega Man one, so I, I couldn't tell you 100%. But the ones that I do have, you know, I've got 16 different sound samples. And then of those, I can, you know, I can do a beat. And then I can do like a, 
uh, a melody over it, and then each of the 16 samples also has 16 like effects. So I can program a 16-step sequencer with with 16 different instruments, and then I can run live effects over it. And then of those 16 steps, I can also maintain 16 pages, so that I can jump back and forth between pages, run live effects, and uh, you know it's kind of fun. They're a little bit limited, and I'm not gonna lie that the interface did take some getting used to. Um, but they are a really good time. I have the 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 PO Arcade, uh, which is the purple one. That's probably the one you're gonna see paired up the most with like the Mega Man thing, because the PO Arcade is operates mostly like a drum machine. You can do a few melodic things with it, but it mostly like a chiptune drum sound. And then I also have the PO Sub, which is the bass. Uh, um, almost like a 303 type sound to it but not quite uh, so I got a bass machine and I got a chiptune drum machine that work and operate like this PO 128 the Mega Man PO um, and they have two headphone jacks right so there's there's an actual headphone jack and then the other one is an in so you can chain them together and the way they work it is, it splits the audio signal into two because it's stereo, right? So you have the right and the left. But instead of uh, it being a stereo signal, the right one is the actual audio signal and the left one is a sync pulse. So what happens is, uh, you have to, it, it, it takes a little setting, messing with the settings to figure out how it's going to interpret the, the signals. But the 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 pulse the sync pulse will get all your sequencers running in time there's my alarm that's the alarm telling me to get ready for work uh and then the other and, and then you know it'll run them in time and then it'll also blend all your uh, all your uh inputs together so you can run multiple ones and then at the end of the chain send it out into like you know a, a mixer or something so those little pocket operators man they're powerful little gizmos. They're a lot of fun. I remember uh, before COVID, I, I would go to the gym, and then the kids would, would do like um, their sort of aerobics class, and I would run a couple miles. This is what I was running. Oh, man, even saying this just like pangs me because I kind of miss this. I would run a couple miles a couple times a week, and then I would sit in like this lounge area while the kids finished their gymnastics class. And oftentimes I would just get out my, my PO arcade and jam. These were jam sessions that to me in my heart, they were like super awesome, high quality chiptune jams. Uh, I don't want to know what the reality is because they were lost in time. They were not recorded in any way. They were just live. They were just experienced between me and this machine. And when the machine went off, they were gone, enjoyed in the moment, and nowhere else. Um, yeah, the pocket operators are dope, man, dope. I do enjoy them very much. The whole thing about uh, constructing—you're you're looking at the display, and you see Mega Man on the left, and you see Wily on the right. And the different actions that you perform with the synthesizer, uh, um, you know, do, do affect Mega Man and Wily somehow, but it's going to be matter of fact. It's not. It's not like a Tiger Electronic game with a synthesizer in it, or a synthesizer with a Tiger Electronic game in it, because the old ones have that too. 
except not with any sort of intellectual property. Like the sub, there's actually a submarine, and when you play the different notes, you can see the little men walking around in the submarine doing things. Um, but it's very, very weird, very, you know, unresponsive. It's not like, oh, I can manipulate the, this man by changing the the uh, pitch or something like that. Does it, it doesn't let you do enough with the display for it to really make a difference. It's just something to look at, I guess. <clears throat> but yeah. Oh, and, and the Street Fighter one is, is a remake of the, the one that actually contains a sampler. So the Street Fighter one contains a microphone. It's basically uh, the, the PO Knockout, which I think, or PO 33. The chain in jack people are putting in inputs from like i don't know records or radios or something like that and then you can load it with samples and chop it up and people can do a lot of creative things with it that's really the one everyone wants is this old po33 or the 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 knockout as it's called so the street fighter one is a remake of that knockout but all of the onboarded sounds all of the preloaded samples are just you know the street fighter you know hi-yahs and chops and kicks and and hadoukens and whatnot um, you know, hey, pretty cool stuff. A little expensive, I'm not going to lie. This Mega Man one is $89. And bear in mind, you're getting a bare circuit board. So the ones that I bought, I bought the circuit boards, and then I paid an extra $30 to get like a silicone overlay so that they had touchable buttons. Because you look at this thing, and these are the bare tactile, like almost breadboard buttons. Um, like if you took a Nintendo controller and you tore it apart, right? And you pulled off the, the, the plastic uh, casing, and then inside the casing you took off the little silicone button pads. Underneath it, that's what you might see. Although, actually, I think a Nintendo controller, once you pull out the silicone pads, I think is really just a bare circuit board with, with little to no contacts. But, I don't know, something like that. Point is, if you actually buy one of these things, you're not going to want to just buy the circuit board. You're going to want to buy some sort of casing as well. People who use these things heavily... They don't, they don't keep them bare. They put, they put them in something. But yeah, that's awesome, awesome link. So thank you, Mecha Menace, for bringing that up. I saw this and got excited about it, but I, I probably would not have brought this up on the air otherwise. And that is it. Those are all the. And look at that. We made it. Fifty-six minutes in, almost an hour, and, and I'm five minutes late getting ready for work. So. Uh, I, I don't have time to get the outro music going because I'm late for work, but uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for partying. Um, and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I, I hope that that you're doing well. And if you're away from family, uh, then, then just know that there's a lot of things in this life to be thankful for. We have our health. We have time. You know, there's food to eat. If you're listening to this podcast, then technologically we must be pretty well off, right? Because we can do that. We can communicate with each other. We've reached a place where you can come into my office before work in the morning and you can hang out with me and listen to chiptunes and talk about video games. How cool is that? So here's to you out there. I hope life's going well. I'll see you next week.